Are you at home? Yeah, yeah, in the bedroom. You got all them shirts on the wall. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> there we go. There's the one. <laughs> is that the or- is that or- orange yeah, and black one? Isn't it? That's one of my favourites. I love that bag. It's on the wall of fame now, mate. Who else have you got? Mainly like people that have been on the podcast. They're only on this wall because I always film it. So yeah, so if come on, I put the okay. shirt. Well, you better move over. To, you better move over to that side. What? If, no, that's Ben's. Ben's is pride of place. There we go. Happy. That's better. Yeah, that's better. I can't believe can't you've done that. What? I put shirts on the wall. I had a forest one there. Yeah, no, but like, mate, any? Yeah, all, all friends. He didn't. He didn't abandon me when he made it pro. <laughs> <laughs> he only lives twenty minutes down the road. That's why. Hello and welcome to the Talk Derby to Me podcast. This is hastily recorded because I'm just about to put a podcast out with Will Hughes and suddenly remembered that people actually pay money to sponsor it. So um, <laughs> I'm recording this just before I put the podcast out. Had a catch up with Will earlier, I've known him for a while, used to knock about together in Oakwood. Um, really good mate of mine, obviously not seen him for a while but he likes to help the podcast out every so often and this time he's just answering questions purely that people have sent in because before... I got hammered for just asking certain questions and people going, why did you ask him this? Why didn't you ask him that? So he's come back and I've asked him all the questions that you want to hear. So stay tuned to hear Will Hughes. As ever, Connect Red, SMJ Brady, Elite Football Development. Thank you very much for sponsoring it. Let's crack on. Will Hughes. Will Hughes, welcome back to Talk Derby to me. Uh, a second, a second podcast we've done together in a in a second lockdown. How's life treating you? Oh, good, Blake. Nice to be on again. Um, yeah, I just mentioned it before. It's pretty similar to normal life for me. Obviously, going to work is has not changed. Um, the first one was a bit different with all the the new things that were going on, but this one's been pretty normal. Has it affected your training wise? Are you I know you've been injured and you've not played a lot this year. Are you still injured now or is that is that resolved? I'm just about back. Um it was I had a surgery um two weeks after the season, which was always planned. Um I knew I needed it early early in the year. So that was something that that already had in the in the calendar to have. And then I was back a couple of weeks ago. I got a few niggles, but I'm over that now, so all good. So you're about 100% back and ready then? Never 100%, but as as well as I can be, yeah. It's been a, a flying start to the season for the boys. What's what's gone right so far this year? Uh, I don't think we've played as well as the points suggest. Um, we've only, I think, if we're looking at how we've played, we should be mid-table, but I suppose that's a good sign when we're second and not reached our potential yet, so... Uh, it's a good start, and we're strong at home, really strong. Won five out of six, but you know what it's like in this league; it, it can change in in two weeks. Yeah, can you see yourself sliding straight back in then as soon as as soon as you're back after after this international break? Uh, we've got a, you look at our squad for the championship, and it is it is frightening on paper. So there's no way I'm going to be back in it easily. And um, look at the midfielders we've got; it's it's really really strong. But that bodes well because. In this league, when you're playing Tuesday, Saturday, you're going to need everyone in the squad to, to be available. So we'll see what happens. 
Have you found it different? I think on the last podcast, before it was before you'd played back in the championship. Obviously, you've only played a couple of games. Will you have to adapt from going from championship to Premier League and coming back down to the championship? Is that another? You, do you have to adapt again to coming back and playing in a different style? Uh, to a point, yeah. Like I said, I've not played yet um, properly this season, but you know, I've been there before. I've played and played in the championship before, so I think I know what I expect uh, from the league. Whereas you know, a few of the foreign lads that have that have only played in the Premier League or in, in foreign leagues are going to have a, a big surprise and they definitely have so far. <laughs> it's, it's been good entertainment. So last time um, we spoke, I got, um, not abuse, but loads and loads of replies of why didn't you ask this and why didn't you ask that? So what I've done is I've banged it out there and a lot of these questions today are going to be from people that was like, all right, fair enough then. Well, you you want your questions, I'll ask them. So I've had, mate, it's an absolute joke. I'm not going to read them all out, but the amount. <laughs> I've probably had... I've probably had a couple of hundred and I think 150 of them were when to come back to Derby. Would you ever come back to Derby? <laughs> but um, I'll try to go in chronological order. So go like thingy. Um, the first one was, it's well known, obviously he was on the books at, at Forest before joining Derby. What were the comparisons between the academies? And um, if you had kids of your own, would you steer them towards football or try and keep them away from it? Good question. Uh, I think I was at Forest from nine till 12. Um, I don't know, I kind of, at that age, I kind of fell out of love with football. Um, it was getting a bit too serious for me. Um, you know, academies now, the, they're starting so young and they're being so professional at such an early age. And I just didn't enjoy that side of it when I was, when I was so young. I just wanted to play with my mates and enjoy it. And it got to a point there. Um, it was nothing to do with Forest. I think it was just the academy set up I wasn't enjoying. Um, so I... I just wanted to quit and play Sunday League with my mates. And then after I started doing that for a couple of weeks, I thought, fuck, I need to get back into the academy. So I was a bit of a crossroads. And, and that's when luckily Derby picked me up and I went on a little trial there and the rest was history. We had, uh, I spoke to Joe Lolly for something different that we're doing at the minute. And he played non-league till, till fairly recently at, at quite a low level. And do you think there's an argument for players that have that rawness that come into professional football that haven't had just academy all the way through and they just they just come in and they just play how they would with your mates down the park kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, they've been through it all. They've, they've seen it all. They've seen proper football. Like you said, Joe would have seen you know, the other end of it where players are playing for mortgages and to, to survive as a, as a proper job. Um, players at academy are getting paid so much nowadays, especially like the big teams. They, they don't see that side of it and they prefer to play 23s football for four or five years instead of going to League Two conference where they're actually going to learn what, what real football is and what it takes to be a footballer. So definitely, yeah. I know Robbie Savage is, is always quite vocal about this and he kept his lad out of academy for, for a bit and like, wanted to, to have him play in local football. On the, on the second part of the question of, say you had a young lad now at the, the age you first got into, oh, yeah. would, you, would you encourage it or would it just be purely on a case-by-case case kind of thing? Uh, if I could decide what he'd, what he'd be now, I'd probably say a golfer. <laughs> so I can travel around the world with him and, and watch him play golf. But listen, I've not got kids yet. Um, but what I'll support them, whatever they want to do, whether that's football, golf, whatever it is, I'll, I'll, I'll support them. Staying on the academy, on the academy front, someone's asked, if, of all the young lads that are coming through at Derby at the minute and there's, there's quite a few that were all a similar age to what to what you were coming through 
I don't know how much you've seen of him, but who do you think the most likely is to succeed and to, to go on to have a, a good career out of the young lads at the minute? Uh, I've not seen every single derby game. I've seen, obviously, I've trained with Max Bird quite a bit um, when he was breaking through last year, I think it was when I was at Derby. Um, and you could tell he, he was going to be a, a serious player. Um, the others I've not seen much of them, to be fair. I've heard good things about uh, Sibley, but it's good that they're getting a chance. You see a lot a lot of clubs now, the pressure's on managers to, to get results and they, they just want experience in there. But it's, it's good that they're allowing them to, to get game time. Similar to when you came into to the team for the first time, it's not it's a bit of a struggling side. It's not a side that's doing well. Does that stand them in good stead for when later on in the career when they do play in a better side that you've had to come in and you've got a graft and you've got to play in a, in a side that's desperate for results? Yeah, 100%. They're not going to be used to it. Um, but when they look back on it in their career, they're going to think, can I swear? Or not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to think, fuck, like, that, was a, that was a tough point in my career, but I got through it. Um, it's never going to be easy starting off. You can't expect it to, you come into the first team, it's going to be dandy and you're going to win every week. So, you know, you've got to earn the right to play and, and crack on with it. And playing with Rooney as well, that's got to be like coming in at 17, 18 and having Wayne Rooney next to your midfield. Like, I know you had some brilliant influences on you, but you weren't quite stood next to Wayne Rooney. Yeah, not, not Wayne Rooney, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that the pressure, but I'm, I'm sure Rooney's brilliant with them and, he lets them get on with it and, and play the natural game. But have someone like that play alongside, I'd, I'd be a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple of times. Um, I think one of them was, I think the biggest one was Bogle, who's no longer at Derby. But I don't think he quite attracted his man the way uh, Rooney was expecting. And he looked like he got one hell of a, what the fucking hell are you doing? Like, you what, screaming at him. So that's the thing, isn't it? You, it's, it's, it's standards, in it, of the top, top players. You've got to, you've got to yeah, up them. That, that's the reason why he's been where he's been and he's won what he's won. Uh, won, what he's won. So he's, he knows the game inside out. And if he says something to her, if he shouts it, you're going to listen. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Academy-wise, do you, obviously, Louis Sibley and, and Bird and Knight have all been linked away. And obviously, that's a pressure. I think we spoke before about um, the pressure that you was under, obviously, being linked and with massive, massive clubs. Do you regret not leaving Derby earlier? That's a question that's come no. up. No, not at all. Um, it wasn't necessarily my decision. I couldn't have just said, I want to leave and that's it. You have to have a team that's like actually going to put a bid in for you. Um, and like I said before, rumours and what you see in the paper does not necessarily mean that a club's coming for you. Um, there was nothing ever concrete um, for me. And I was, I was happy to stay. My, my priority was to get up with Derby. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. So I think it was... It was the right time to move on full parties when I did. I listened to a podcast with Jamal Lasalle, who's another Derby lad that, that we both know. And um, he was saying that like 15, 16, similar to age two, he was being linked with Arsenal and Everton. And it was how difficult it was to kind of steer away from making your head go massive. And because and, I, I might be funny, 5, 16, and I was reading in the Sun newspaper in the morning that, oh, Barcelona have sent scouts over. And, oh, Liverpool. Of course you'd read the Sun. <laughs> No, no, exactly. Sorry, yeah, I read a proper paper. <laughs> I can't be biased because I work for the BBC. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on it. But yeah, any newspaper, <laughs> um, if it's if I open a newspaper and said Blake Fallows has been linked with Liverpool, Barcelona, I'll probably strut down to the shops that day and be like, <laughs> uh, I am. Do you know what I mean? Is it difficult or or is it a lift? I, would, I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down the no, shop. But... 
um, it's it's definitely like a, a good feeling when you see your name in the paper. Um, it means you're doing something right, I suppose. But on the flip side of that, like you said, you can't let it get to your head too much because it'll it'll affect you. And luckily, I, I thought I mentioned this on the, the last podcast. Our good people around me that, that wouldn't allow me to get ahead of myself and get my feet on the ground and I'm grateful for that to this day. Well the next question down is actually best manager you've played for obviously at any level but following on from that obviously Nigel Clough kept your feet on the ground brilliantly didn't he when, when you first broke through who, who was the best gaffer you played for? Uh, that's a that's a tough question um, I'd say Nigel obviously had the most influence on my career um, the best manager I've had a few. <laughs> We're in 25. Jesus. Um, Is this football ahead on that you've got to say a Watford manager now? Because you've... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm measuring towards. <laughs> Ivic, definitely. <laughs> but, um, pay me. It's <laughs> uh, a tricky one. I really enjoyed working under Javi uh, Gracia because I think you got the balance well between like tactics and being a being a people's person, um, he was good sociably, always wanted to have a laugh, um, but he knew the balance, so I'd probably say he was up there. And we had obviously had a cracking season when we got to the FA Cup final, so I'd say him. It's amazing. I was just thinking about it while he was answering that, about how many managers he must have played for, because it was a couple at Derby and then yeah. three or four at Watford. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say double figures. Um, crazy, isn't it? Nine seasons I've been playing. I think I'm definitely double figures. So more, I don't know exact, but so the number of more managers, managers in the year, the seasons. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. It's incredible, isn't it? I'll, isn't I'll, it? Have, a, I'll have a look after, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it'll be close either way, won't it? It's that hard to. It's another question that gets. It's a bit of a football cliche question, but obviously adapting to you get your feet or you get in the team and you're doing well and you're getting your rhythm and then a new gaffer comes in. Do you have to start again? Yeah, like when, when a new manager comes in, it's like the first day of school. <laughs> Everyone wants to impress. Everyone's back on it. Players that have been bombed out are, are back in the fold and want to impress. So it is literally you have to you have to start again and impress the manager. That's right. We've got like we've got some like loads of questions that I'm going to do later on that are class like your first game, first pair of boots, and that. I'm I'm genuinely intrigued and as a football fan. But the last one of these for now is the best player you played against to date. Um, De Bruyne by far really? definitely I think he was in gear two as well I don't think he was trying <laughs> yeah, uh, when, yeah when, when you when you hear when obviously in the Premier League and stuff you say like it's not just like um, a, obviously it's a massive ability but it's not just like physicality and ability it's the brain in it like, is it just thinking so much quicker and stuff like that yeah especially in that City team it's I've had bad experiences against that city team. Um, they're just a different level, and when he when he's on it, is it's absolutely frightening. Um, and physically, they're a lot stronger and powerful than than you think. Is he up there as best player in the world at the minute? Then for you, Messi for me all day. Even if he didn't score in a whole season, I'd still say Messi. But I think on current form, um, I think he has to be. Yeah, he, he he's sensational what you can do well you've answered the next question which was Messi or Ronaldo oh all, all day Messi 
I like Ronaldo as well. I appreciate what he does, and I think we have to appreciate both of them while we still can. But in terms of ability, Messi is just a different kettle of fish altogether. He can do everything. Yeah. Is that because you're? I was, I was going to compare you to Messi then, but I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But is it because you're similar, play, like similar players? No, no, no not at all. I'm, I'm a hard tackling midfielder now. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, but those days are gone. The flareness. Oh, Gary um, Rowett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just from purely footballing point of view, what he, what he can do, like Ronaldo's unbelievable at what he does. But if Messi got the ball in the middle of the park, you know he's going to do something special, and he, he if he wanted to, he could. He just he, that's what separates him. Quickly on these ones, just before, because you've mentioned the transition of how oh, you changed the game. The young lads now that are in, and we pre- we touched on it earlier, the young lads that are in a bit of a slump now, they've had a, a decent season last year when they broke through, and now they're in a bit of a slump with Derby. Would you have any advice for them on how you keep going and, and pick pick yourself out of, obviously, doing well, but playing in a struggling side? <laughs> um, it's difficult, because you know, when, you, when you break through at any club, that first season, you're so like high on adrenaline. Everything just flows naturally, especially if you're doing well. You know, there's a reason why you're, you've been selected at such a young age. So the second season is more pressure on you, which is, is normal because people are then expecting you to do well. Um, it's difficult to, to say how to get out of that. It's just your own personal preference and how you deal with it, I suppose. You just got to go on and from an outside, I'd say you've got to go on and do make sure you can have the best game you can possibly have. Yeah, you've got, you've got to look after yourself and what happens will happen, I suppose. Right, going on to a few of these quickfire ones that are class and I always like hearing football answer these questions. What was the first game you went to? Can you remember? Live? Yeah. Um, it would have been Liverpool, wouldn't it? I used to go to a lot of Liverpool games when I was younger. Um, uh, I've been to a couple of Chelsea ones when I was younger. More clubs than Nick Baldo. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Um, I don't know when my first one would have been. Um, it might have even been Derby. Mm. No idea. I remember the one that sticks out was Liverpool-Blackburn. I think Liverpool won 4-0 and Torres scored that, that worldy goal. I remember going to that game, so I'll go with that. I think that was the same season that Derby had the 11 points. I remember um, it was either season. Was it? Yeah. And I went um, I went in the away end at Anfield and Derby lost 5-0. Torres scored a hat-trick. And I think Liverpool's midfield was Mascarano, Alonso, Gerrard. Um, I can't it's remember. Bad, it. Is it? And then we had uh, Bob Malcolm, uh, Andy Todd and someone else. And it was just one of them days where I couldn't wait for the game to end. I just only, only finished five. Yeah, only finished five. Yeah, take take that. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> take it on the team. Was you? Would you a Liverpool fan then? Growing up, would you say you're you're Liverpool? Yeah, I've no reason to be. <laughs> uh, no family from Liverpool. Never grew up there or anything like that. I think, I think I was. Owen was the one that I started following when I was young and then that quickly turned to Gerrard and then from then on just had a little affiliation with Liverpool. Um, but obviously I've grown out of that since being a footballer because just it's how it is, I suppose. Again, 
speaking to Ben and Jamal and stuff, you can't, it's basically impossible to support a football team when you're a professional footballer, isn't it? Apart from the one you're playing for. Exactly. Um, oh, you've been you've been linked with them left, right, and centre. When you know, and I broke through uh, Liverpool after him just because I supported Liverpool. Um, it's just ridiculous journalism. So, what do you expect? Hang on a minute. Speaks to a journalist, here. I know. That that was a dig. <laughs> Right, been lovely, mate. Catch up with you soon. Next lockdown. <laughs> See you later. Uh, can you remember your first pair of boots? Lotto's. Black and... Green? Like, yeah, green or yellow, I think it was. I might still have them in the loft, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely Lotto's. Wow. Yeah, I had um, similar, but the Deodoras. Remember the Deodoras, Roy Keane and Gary Neville used to wear? Yeah, I've got Deodoras now. I've been wearing them in training. <laughs> yeah, all black ones. I've actually got a, I've got a picture of them actually. Two seconds. Is that off one of these Instagram accounts that does the, like the classic boots? No, I've got them off Prado at Soccer. And you? Yeah. Um, well, that's going to take me on to my next question. Have you have you got a deal? Do you have to wear like Nike or can you wear what you want? No, I, was, I used to be with Nike, um, but I'm not with anyone now. You get you get sent boots, um, but I do not have a deal with anyone. Here we go. Can you see them? Yeah. Oh, they're bad boy. Them all black, beautiful. I love how really you've got well. the orange turquoise white boots at Derby, and now you're a hard tackling the field. You've got black tight in. <laughs> Goes to the territory. Yeah, black boots out, son. You're tackling now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got a, a favourite pair you've ever worn from childhood up through pro career? Uh, Predators with the tongue and the elastic. Yeah. I don't know what year that would have been. Um, but the Predators now, like, just it's not the same with the yeah. sock. I'm just not, not a fan. The I still wear them because so they're comfy, but they're just not the same. The classic predator look is the the Beckham with his laces undone, like right at the bottom in it, with like yeah, bad boy, uh, proper class. Um, what's the the biggest waste of talent you've seen in football? Someone you played with that you thought like this lad's got everything or decent, but it's not necessarily a dig. Like you're not, don't have to dig anyone out, but someone who's like mega talented that didn't maybe get to the level you thought they may have. It's a tough question to answer. I think if I wasn't in football, I'd be able to answer that. But I don't particularly want to answer that now. <laughs> Is there anyone like... No, no comment, no comment. Oh, I don't start no commenting, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, really. Is there anyone you played with like academy level that you thought like they didn't quite kick on? They still could have had a career or like someone... Because you often hear about players that are like amazing in training, but probably quite can't do it in a game and players that uh, have got loads of natural ability, but maybe don't. It's different. It's difficult, isn't it? Like the the combination between how much of it is skill and how much is it is a hard work and applying yourself. So, is there anyone that didn't get to it? You, like you looked at and thought he's he's going to fly. I mean, the youth the youth team that we had at Derby, we it was really good. I mean, we got to a decent stage in the youth cup. Um, and I thought a good few of us were going to make it, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Um, and when I played for England under seventeens. Again, half half of that team are, are nowhere to be seen now. Um, 
not going to name names, but I don't even know if they're still in football, which is, you know, a lot of them think they've made it at a certain age. Um, but you just never know. You've got to have a career in football. It, it can change quickly. Is that where the grounding comes back into it, that you've got to just keep working hard every day? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know their individual. I yeah. don't know what they're like as individuals, but it it plays a part because you can see you see players now that you the public and the, the fans won't rate, but the reason why they're there is through hard work and application and it will get you a career at, at, at the level. So it, it says a lot. Um, this next one's from Scott Stanland. All right, never mind. It's <laughs> 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 actually a good question. I just thought I'd would give him a chance to take the piss out of him again. Um, you're coming up to your peak age as a footballer. <laughs> That's how we started. You're coming up to your peak age as a footballer. It is a serious question. Do you think you still got a shot at, at getting an England fold and getting an England cap? And what are your sights for your next achievement or trophy? That's from Scott. Is he being, is he being serious? <laughs> Um, it's a difficult one. I'm, I'm very content. I know it's probably a, a bad word to use because we've um, seen as not being ambitious enough. But I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at. I'm, I'm settled in my life. And what, what will happen? I, I was under that impression of if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to set goals as to where I want to be in two, three, four, five years time because I think you start putting pressure on yourself and and things like that. So I'm, I'm easy going to see what happens in, in a few years. If I'm playing well, then maybe. But if I'm not, then I've got no complaints. So Do you I'm set yourself targets? No. no. Not no. even season by season? Not really, no. I just, as long as I'm enjoying it, um, I think that's a big part of it. Because um, if you start setting yourself goals and you don't achieve them, you start getting getting down. But I could I can understand why people do it, you know, ambitious and they want to get to a certain level. But but for me, I'm, the happiness comes first. What's your favourite football in memory? Uh, that's a difficult one. What while I've been playing? No, just football altogether. So you could have one from uh, being a fan and one from playing, or which, whichever, however you, you want to do it. Being a fan, probably Liverpool Champions League final in 2005. Then I, I think I was 10. Yeah, I think I was 10 years old. I was, I think I was crying at half time, 3 0 down. <laughs> the dream's over. And then next thing you know, 3 0. So I remember vividly that, that night and how that happened. Um, from a playing point of view, it's a tricky one. Um, probably the Brighton semi final, second leg. Um, playoff game I think the emotions with that and the way we were playing that season to top it off I know we didn't, I know we didn't go up at that, that point but that game and that day was, was one of the best I've had in football I think you've almost half answered this with the, the previous answer but obviously you'll have aspirations to the actual question is are you looking to get a move in the Premier League which I wouldn't ask because I know you won't be able to answer it anyway but Obviously, you'll have aspirations to, to get back playing at the highest level. Is That'll obviously be Watford, won't it? Yeah, definitely. I think we've got a huge opportunity this season um, with the squad that we've got in the Championship. I know you don't go up based on your team on paper, but I think if we apply ourselves, and there's no reason why we can't go up. 
Um, but I'm, I'm going to enjoy this, this season of the Championship. It's without VAR and all that bullshit that comes with that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You're not a fan? No, not at all. Not at all. In, in I always think that I just, the delays and it's just, they're trying to perfect football. And for me, I don't know if I'm just stuck in the times and not embracing change, but I just think, I just, I just don't agree with it. Um, I think it, over the course of a season, you're going to get decisions that go against you and get decisions that go for you. So you just have to get on with it. I think the delays of two, three minutes waiting to see if it's a red card or it's an offside, it's, just, it's not for me. I think from a football fan's perspective, it's not, yeah, it's not just the flow of the game, which is annoying. It's also, you go to the game and you go and have a couple of pints after or you go and meet your mate and you go, oh, he's offside. And you go, no, you, and you debate all yeah. that. That's part exactly. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Monday morning, you're going to work and you think and you have debates with your, your colleagues and yeah. and whatnot. Um, but I just think it's it's not for me. What was I going to say about it? Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Is it is it annoying? Because obviously, every, almost everything that happens. I mean, when it first came in, it's meant to be clear and obvious. But almost everything that happens now, it's right. It's that's what I was gonna, yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like. Last season, it was getting to the point where you'd score, not me personally, but your team would score and it's you're thinking, well, can I celebrate or is was there an offside in there? Or I remember, who was it? We played United away and we won nil down. I took a corner and we scored from the corner. And as they were coming over to celebrate with me, I jokingly said, like, oh, that's going to get ruled out. What's happened? Did you, did you handball it or something? As a joke. And then the next thing you know, it's been ruled out for, for handball. That's, and it just sums it up, really. Um, but I can understand the other side of it where people want, like, total fairness. If it's a handball, it's a handball. But I just feel like you're going to get some that go for you and some against you. And I think that's, that's the beauty of football. And we all love the controversy. Well, what it takes away from me, again, as a fan, is someone scoring in the 94th minute, taking a shirt off and jumping in the crowd. Because everyone just turns yeah, around and go. Yeah. A prime example was David Marshall saving the pen for um, Scotland the other night to go and through. He's asking the referee if it's right. To celebrate like it's yeah, just it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Modern football, eh? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've covered this briefly um, before, but uh, someone's asked what what did you think to Rowett's opinion of you as a player and. Um, what do you think you like to row it, not to pick them? <laughs> You're always talking about him, aren't you? <laughs> What's someone name? <laughs> Just reading questions. Um, I can't all be nice questions. I'm a journalist. <laughs> I've got nothing against him, you know. He, he had his way of playing um, that clearly didn't think I suited, which is absolutely fair enough. Um, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And he, he was honest enough to, to tell me that I wasn't reading his plan so there's not much more you yeah, can do you? that can you, not, yeah. you I think as footballers you just want honesty um, you don't want to be left in the dark and being led along and strung along so I think fair enough to me he's told me and we all move on from it yeah we'll leave it there I'm not trying to uh, get a headline out of you anything mate these are questions that people have sent in I'm just doing my job <laughs> Get me on the podcast once I retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, the, the next one underneath was I could have picked this one is fake tax, fake taxi or casting couch. So I went for the 
the football one. So, um, no, I'm not asking you the question. I'm just saying what people have, have sent in. Um, this will get... I think I know your answer to this one, but I'm going to debate it with you because um, uh, I think I know you're going to say, who's the best player of all time? Messi. Not Zidane. Is that what you thought I was going to say? No, I thought Zidane. I think Zidane. I'm basing it off my era. Um, I know yeah. a lot of people say like Pele, Maradona. Um, but the clips I see of them is you know, on YouTube and their best moments. I think the game's so much different now. Um, more technical. I know you could say the pitches were shit back then, but for me, watching Messi is just... Every game is unbelievable. So I, I'm going with him. I think, it, again, people always give different answers depending on what they base it on, don't they? Whether it's like you've done it at each level, what you've won. See, that's a lot of people's arguments. Yeah, I'm not, isn't it? I'm not having that. I'm not having these. Oh, he's not won at international level. It's just, it doesn't, doesn't add up to me. No. Like, look at Ronaldo. What did he win? The Euro, did he win the Euros with Portugal, was it? Yeah, Euros, yeah. And he, did he play in the final? Didn't he, get, he came off, didn't he? Did he come off injured? He came, he came off injured quite early, didn't he? And he's trying. But then, so you're saying that he's, because he's, they've won the Euros, that it's all down to him? No, no, I don't think that. Like, yeah, but there's an argument for, yeah. No, I, go, I, go, I go along with Messi, but I'm just yeah. trying to like, debate a little bit that like Zidane yeah. has won like, World Cups, done it in different leagues. I'd like to see Messi, and obviously he got stopped uh, for whatever reason, but I'd like to see Messi in England. They're not the, the age-old, oh, can you do it in Stoke on a Tuesday night? But it, I think <laughs> it would be really interesting to see Messi yeah, in England. I'd, I'd be interested as well, but I'm, I'm 99% sure that he'd absolutely tear it apart, um, without doubt. But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully he'll come next season. It'll be interesting to see. Any regrets from your career to date? Anything, if you look back, you think... Maybe I'd have done that slightly differently, or if I'd done this, then it may have led to this kind of thing. Um, not off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Um, maybe when I retire, I'll look back on it in a, in a different way. But you know, I'm halfway through my career at the moment, so I've got a lot more to come. Um, but no, um, there's always it always happened for a reason. I, I believe in that. Um, I don't think I'd go back and change anything now. How would you want to be remembered as a footballer? Once you do retire, say halfway to free career, how would you want to be remembered? Not to be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job at the minute. <laughs> no, I'm not interested in all of that, to be fair. I just want a, a quiet life and enjoy myself. <laughs> really? You're not, you don't, no, legacy, no thought of any legacy or anything? You're not? Not that I can think of. Um, as I said, I've, there's still still a long way to go in my career, I think. So things can change, but I don't want to say now. I want to be remembered for X or Y. Um, we'll just see what happens. At, at what point do you start making plans for when uh, playing finishes? Uh, already, I've been. I've always got in my head what I want to do after after football, and I think, especially nowadays, a lot more footballers are thinking like that. I think it was frowned upon years gone by um, where people say, you know, focus on football, football, you have to be focused on football and that's the be all and end all. But 
I think more and more players are open about doing things on the side or or preparing for, for life after football because it's, it's not a long career and you never know, um, touch wood, that I won't get injured, but you never know what's around the corner. What is life after football for you then? In your, it, as you plan for it, will it be the coaching side of it or will you go into something completely different? Uh, right now, I'd probably say no to coaching, but a lot can change um, in the next five, ten years. I might I might be in love with coaching in, in a few years' time, but right now, it, I couldn't think of anything worse than, than coaching. Really? Not for me, yeah. So you've always shown me someone who you can tell you love the game and like you, you do... And obviously it might be different because I've never done it and never worked inside in the game. But I always had you down as someone who would be wanted to stay within football and stay within going in every day to, to training. Yeah, I mean, because I'm doing it now, um, it's hard for me to say. But, you know, if I took a year out, I might feel completely different and want to want to get back, back into it. So it's, it's difficult to, to say whether I'd get back into coaching or not. But it's a... The qualifications for it, it's, it's a long old process to do it. Mm. I don't think I've got the patience for it. <laughs> right, that's come to the end of all the questions that I'm allowed to put on a podcast that people are actually going to listen to. Um, <laughs> okay, trouble. Have you uh, you enjoyed your second appearance? One more, you get a hat-trick ball. I'll keep it too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know Please, I'll have to pay for it. <laughs> mate, send me, mate, send me your address, I'll send it you, you can have it. As a present. Ah, uh, happy days. Happy days. Yeah, nice one. Thank you very much, Will. No problem, mate.